Bible Church. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It is a joy to be able to be here with you. Uh, Brent, our lead pastor, is here as well, of course, as usual. But mm. yeah, mm. Mm. <laughs> but, good to uh, be here. But today we're joined by Ryan and Amy Nelson, guys. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having us. Of course. Uh, we wanted to take just a moment to introduce you to the church body, allow them to get to know you a little bit. That's kind of the the joy of what we get to do um, on this midweek podcast. We're just introducing church members to the church to allow them to get to hear their story. And so, um, thanks for being here to share your story a little bit with us. Um, Ryan, I'd like to start with you. I wonder if you would share just a little bit about how you came to know Christ and uh, kind of a little bit of your your Christian journey, if you will. Sure. So uh, <clears throat> I, I kind of have a similar story to a lot, probably a lot of people, I think. But um, at a young age, I, I, I grew up in a, in, a, in a good, strong Christian family. Uh, my, both my parents were believers. Um, and it, uh, at some point about the age of... Uh, you know, I wish I knew exactly when. I, I wish I, I did, did, but I don't. It, it was about the age of seven, seven or eight. There, uh, I, I decided I was looking around me and seeing the people in my family that, that I loved, uh, and and I, I look at my mom and my dad and I say, well, you know, they're believers. They know Jesus. They're mm-hmm. going to heaven. Uh, my sister, she was a believer. She knew Jesus. She was going to heaven. And and at some point I started looking around and I was like, man, I want to I want to go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my main motivator as a as a young child. Um, and so I, uh, you know, I, I I admitted my sin and and decided that uh, that I was going to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long you want me to go through all this. That's great. But, but uh, that was the salvation part. Yeah, I'll call it, um, and the sanctification, or the uh, the fellowship with Christ. My relationship was taken care of at that point, um, but my fellowship with Christ suffered some highs, uh, suffered some lows, and some highs for a good portion of the re- remainder of my life. So uh, that's kind of my big story: is how Christ and the Holy Spirit sanctified me, and continues to do that. Uh, <laughs> And so I know with your story, uh, Amy played a part of that. God used uh, her yes. in a great way. So Amy, this would be a good segue to hear how you came to know Christ. And then if you kind of bring us into that story, how you all met together and how the Lord's been working in your life since then. Okay. Well, I was not raised in a Christian home. My parents, they I think they would say mm-hmm. that they believed in God, but they, they were not Christians. Uh, I can remember whenever I was younger, my grandmother took me to church a few times and I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) They did like the Bible um, quiz things and I didn't know any scripture. And so it was very intimidating to me Mm. as a child and I didn't know anything about the Bible. And so it kind of turned me off a little bit. But um, as I got older, and I was in high school, my brother was being picked on. He was being bullied. Mm. And so my parents made the decision to take him out of public school after he had like a box blade was pulled on him. And so they decided, you know, that's enough. That's enough of that. We're going to take him out. And so they decided to actually put him in a private Christian school, which I don't know why they chose that. I Mm. feel like that was just... Uh, the Lord's sovereignty there. And so he started going 
to this uh, private Christian school. And over time, I feel like the Lord really worked in his heart. And as he was learning about who God was and having, he ended up having a personal relationship with the Lord. And mm. from there, he kept pestering me to go to church with him. And <laughs> I thought, well, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I went with them. And, um, and it was that, then that the Lord really impressed upon my heart. Okay, this is who he is. And I came to know him, and then my mom came to know the Lord, and then eventually my dad did as well. Hmm, praise um, God. Yeah, and so that's in a nutshell. Very my good. Story. So tell us how you all came together, how you got to know each other. Give us a full story here. And uh, Ryan, we'll let you start it off a little <laughs> yes, bit. Sure. Okay. Hey, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll start with you there, and then share that with us. So uh, I was in the Air Force uh I graduated college and went in, went through ROTC. And my first assignment, I, it's funny because in the Air Force, I don't know how the other branches do it, but the Air Force does this thing where you fill out what, what we call as officers, we would call our dream sheet on our before our first assignment, before they've assigned us. <clears throat> you don't even know what career field. You tell them what career field you want. Since I was an engineer, they said, you definitely can be in the civil engineering field because we need, we need you to be there. Huh. And so... I knew I was doing that, but I did, every base has a civil engineering squadron. So I thought, well, this is a perfect chance. I'll fill out my dream sheet. And I put Hickam Air Force Base, Hickam Air Force Base, Hickam Air Force Base <laughs> five times <laughs> in Hawaii. And so uh, planning on getting that, I got my first assignment. And they said, you're, you're going to uh, Columbus Air Force Base in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi. <laughs> It's like, man, what happened? Like, what in the world is going on? Uh, at that time, my relationship, my 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 fellowship with Christ was, I was uh, embracing a life of of sin, basically. Mm -hmm. um, there was no fruit. There was nothing in my life uh, outwardly that would show that I was any kind of a believer. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I really, uh, it was really a hard time. Yeah. in my life, to be honest, looking mm -hmm. back. Uh, but but God used that later. Anyway, um, so my first assignment was Columbus Air Force Base, and I remember sitting in the visiting officer's quarters at the base when I first got there, the VOQ, we call it. Uh, it's where you go before you, you get a house or you find a place. And, and, I, and I was looking at the ceiling just going, like almost in tears, like, I, I'm a people person. I love people. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know a soul, like... I remember just feeling so alone there. Hmm. And I remember laying in my bed and praying, <clears throat> Lord, what what, are you, why, what am I doing here? Like, I don't want to be here. What am I doing here? Well, uh, it, several years go by and I, and I realize, hey, you know, something's got to change. I'm, I'm going down the wrong road here. Mm -hmm. uh, my lifestyle of embracing sin. I'm still a sinner. Mm -hmm. But my lifestyle of basically deciding, believing Satan's lies of, of, hey, you've sinned so much, Ryan, you're really probably not a believer. Mm -hmm. Believing that lie mm -hmm. and just deciding, okay, well, if that's the case, if I believe that lie and not anchoring myself in the word, I'm, I'm going to live that way. And that's the way I decided to do. And so uh, at some point I realized this is a really bad idea. And I decided, uh, you know, the only thing I knew was I'm, I'm going to go to church. Mm -hmm. I didn't know really anyone was, that was churched at that time. I'm going to go to church. Well, I would like to say that I met Amy at, at that church, but I didn't. 
<laughs> a couple months later, I was at a, a going away uh, get together for a fellow officer in my squadron, and he decided he wanted to go to uh, a local dance hall. And and so I was with him, and we were kind of seeing him off his last weekend. I love to dance, by the way. Amy, Amy knows that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> my buddy, I think we all know that. <laughs> my buddy looked out on the dance floor, and he saw this tall, beautiful girl out there, and he and he said, "I bet you won't go ask that girl to dance." And I said, there's no way she's going to say yes to this, but I'll try. <laughs> and so I went out there and danced with her. And that was, that was when we met. Uh, and then later we, we went out on a date and she told me she was a brand new believer. And I said, okay, I like that. Um, I need that. And it was just like, almost like it fell into place. Mm. Um, and I could tell it was of the Holy Spirit. And I could, I could feel it, you know, it was, it was really obvious. Um, and so she, she said, Hey, we we're, we're church. We we're in a church plant. It's a, a new church here. And, uh, I said, well, what, what's the doc, you know, what are we what kind of church is it? And she yeah, explained yeah. to me and I totally agreed with everything she said. Uh, and so, uh, decided that's where I wanted to go. Hmm. And that church really ministered to me. Her parents really helped me. She really helped me. Uh, the Holy Spirit worked through so many people in that little church hmm. uh, to bring me back, basically, and kind of help. It, it was almost like a slap in the back of the head. It hurt, but it was it was what I needed. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. I it like did a I miss slap anything? In the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> not you not you yeah they're very good the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit oh, sure okay, gotcha. absolutely that's it they're very good so how did you all end up getting to the Nacogdoches area then and and then I guess in that how did you get connected to, to Grace Bible Church well do you want to take that no go ahead okay. yeah you're good um <laughs> so we we uh moved all over the place with the Air Force it was really easy in the Air Force because we knew well they're going to put us where they want us and it doesn't really matter what we want to an, to an extent uh-huh. and so it was really super easy to do that. And once we decided we're going to be getting out of the Air Force and, and getting into the, the real world, so to speak, um, you know, I was used to the federal government and the way they did business. And, and I thought, I can get a job as a, as a civil servant in, in the federal government. <clears throat> and so uh, I had worked with uh, some folks from the USDA at a base that I was at. Um, they came out and looked at a a dam that we had on base, uh, and, and helped us with some problems on it. And I thought, man, that's what I'd like to do. And so I just uh, basically coming here was my foot into the door with the, the department of agriculture. And I thought, never heard of Nacogdoches. I think I'd heard of it. Never been there. Uh, didn't really know anything about it. They had a hobby lobby. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember we that. had that conversation at the beginning. Um, you know, it, it wasn't all bad. It was a cool little town it seemed like and a lot of history a lot of cool stuff like that but we got here and and it was supposed to be we'll only be here for a couple of years and and we'll move on and uh uh, a couple of years after we were here i ended up putting in for another job back home and really wanted it didn't get it and uh you know at that point we really said okay why are we trying to get away from this place? We love it. We love the church. And that was the main thing that was keeping us here. Mm. It was, was Grace Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we came back uh, several years before. It was back when Justin Beatles was a pastor back, I, I believe it was 2008, the beginning of 2008 is when we first got here. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming to Grace off of a recommendation of a friend of mine at work who actually went to, went to First Baptist, believe it or not, but he said, <laughs> you know, this is, I, I think this church is right down your alley from what you're used to. Hmm. And, and that's when I, when I came, first church I visited, I think. Anyway, for some reason you weren't there. I don't remember. I don't know where I was. Why? I was here alone that Sunday and uh, we'd only been here like a week. And, and I went back and I said, Amy, I, I think I found it. <laughs> like, I remember Barry Stafford. He's, he came up and shook my hand. I mean, sweet, sweet dude. Another Arkansas fan. Yeah, well, he exactly. shook my hand and he goes, <laughs> exactly. where are you from? I said, man, I'm from Arkansas. And he said, uh, really? He, he, he pulls up his, his, his hem of his, of his pants down there by his boot and he showed me that Razorback tattoo he had on his leg. <laughs> <laughs> I found now, my home. Everybody <laughs> knows about that tattoo now. <laughs> Barry, secrets out. <laughs> he wasn't. Sh- he wasn't. That's commitment. No, no, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of how we got here, and it was the, the fell in love with the church. Yeah, thirteen from, years now. From day one, fell in love with it. We thought uh, we'd be here one year. So <laughs> 13 years Just thirteen later. years later. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, good. It's and crazy. counting. And counting. Yes. Uh, but so tell us about. I know you all. I, I see you're wearing. Ryan, you're wearing. I don't know if you synced this up. You've got a cross point shirt on. Amy, you've got a refuge no, shirt on. So uh, <laughs> service uh, service is a big part, I know, of your all's life. You serve in many different areas. Uh, how has that marked your life? And tell us a little bit. I know you're all you're all serving with our refuge student ministry, middle school and mm-hmm. high school students right now. Amy, why don't you tell us about that? How'd you get involved there? I know Bobby, he just raves about you all. He's so thankful to have you all there as uh, somebody that's in that next season. We're so thankful for our, our, our cross point leaders, uh, our college student leaders that serve in refuge. But to be able to have... Uh, a couple of people that are in that uh, at a later season of life in that way to give some more stability. Uh, he's so grateful for you all. So why don't you all tell us how you got involved with the refuge and kind of what service looks like in your all's life in the season, even though you got three uh, sweet little kids. Uh, well, Bobby asked us if we would be interested in being one of the quote unquote adults. And this was actually three years ago. This is our third year um, serving with refuge and we love it. Um, I didn't know many of the, the youth students before um, getting involved with refuge. And so I've really enjoyed getting to know a lot of the kids and uh, digging in to the Word weekly. And I feel like they teach me so much as well and <laughs> serving them. And also, I didn't know, I don't think I knew any, aside from our babysitters, any of the college kids, but I've really enjoyed, you know, striking up friendships and getting to hang out with, you kind of develop a friendship yeah. with the college students too over time. And so really it has, it has been a huge blessing for me to be able to serve and refuge. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. I, I mean, I think my favorite part is, is getting to know the young people. Mm. That's like my favorite part of it. Mm. I don't know why. I probably, my maturity level is such that I relate better. <laughs> Equally yoked. Yeah. And so, so, uh, I don't know. There's just something, um, Young people in general, um, I mean, I love all ages, but young people in general, I, I just love hanging out with and talking to and getting to know. And 
and corralling and and you know giving them giving them direction, giving them challenging questions, sitting there and looking at them asking a question and 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 the awkward silence you get after you ask a hard question mm-hmm. with a room full of seventh grade guys is is a pretty awesome thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so awkward. <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> they, they, you just sit there and stare at them until they answer. And I, 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 anyway, I, I love it. Well, and uh, some of the questions that they pose themselves in the conversations oh, yeah. really make me think. And <laughs> I have to go back and dig in to the word and say, okay, well, let, let's kind of see what the word says about this. But I mean, they're very thoughtful, I think. And considering, yeah, we, we enjoy it. Yeah. Well, this Sunday is a family service, last Sunday of the month. And so you've got three littles with you that will be in service on a regular basis. So we obviously haven't prepped any of these questions in this way. Uh, but how, how has that been for you all to have the kids in your ser- in the worship service with you in that time? Y'all sit in the front, which I appreciate. Uh, yes, but, thank you very much. Tell, uh, kind of tell us about what that experience has been having the kids there, uh, how, that's, how, that, how that maybe impacts them as well. Positive, negative, or just the experience of discipline of coming and sitting beside you. In my opinion, it's nothing negative at all. Mm-hmm. I think the positive thing is is seeing them worshiping alongside them. I think mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things is, you know, sitting there with them, holding their hand, and 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 singing with Stephen and and worshiping, or I mean, just just listening. And and one of my favorite things is to watch. I love how they do. You guys do the the kids bulletin mm-hmm. where they have little things they do. Yeah, kind of keep them engaged. I love I love looking at those answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of them crack me up. <laughs> but uh, but you know, sitting there looking at the words they don't understand and they write them down and like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just think it's awesome to. I wish when I was a kid, my church had done that for me. I think it's good for them to see and you know our six year old. He he can't read very well yet, and but he still sings a lot of la la la's the music, and he's oh, singing great. along with everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the big hearts and the goals of that is that you know by the time so it's for K through fifth grade, join us in that service last Sunday of the month. The goal is that they would then uh, have spent over you know seventy some Sundays, or uh, by the time <clears throat> even if if they just only attend, if they attend more, that's great but that they would attend, have the routine, they would have attended church for over a year uh, of Sundays by the time that there are sixth graders and joining us full-time in the service. Uh, and that's been a neat thing to be able to hear, uh, even though as a parent, it puts a little bit more burden on you to be aware of, okay, you're not just zoomed in, you're also, okay, are you kids hitting each other? Are you, you know, what's yeah. going on? Are we good here? Uh, but that's that's been one of the great great fruits to be able to see that faith being caught and taught. And that's one of my favorite parts, Stephen, is to be able to look around too to worship. Not that I always just look around during worship, but uh, musical worship, but to be able to look around and see parents and kids singing and uh, it's a neat, it's a neat thing. I love the fact that you guys as leaders, when y'all are, when y'all are up there leading the, leading the service, you, you actually say things like, Hey, we, we love this. We love the kids screaming. We love mm-hmm. the kids. I mean, kids are going to be kids. Yeah. And a lot of people will come into that situation and go, oh, I'm not taking my kids in there because of mm-hmm. they're loud or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, my kids are loud too sometimes. And, but I love the fact that you guys are like, it, there's no feeling of, oh, you gotta, you gotta be quiet. This mm-hmm. is, this is not somewhere. Where, I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoy the embracing of the little 
giggles and screams and yeah. and like kids. they're welcome. Yeah, they really yeah. Are it, welcome it makes us feel and... as parents. Yeah, there's not pressure on us in that. I mean, I'm not going to let my kids run crazy, but sure. but at the same time, I don't feel like there's pressure or that anybody's looking at me with a with a drawn brow. Why are your kids in here? Why are mm-hmm. they making noise? Or yeah. Why are they being kids? You know, who, who thanks us more, and I appreciate you saying that, the, who, who gives us most positive feedback on that is actually the senior adults in our church. <laughs> Almost awesome. not a Sunday will go by where somebody will say something uh, just thanking us that how good it is to have kids in the service, how good yeah. it is to see them. Uh, you know, some of sometimes oh, yeah. they get kind of cute comments, laughing a little bit, <laughs> uh, but it's, it is a joy in their heart because it's a blessing that they see the faith being instilled in the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, they, and they remember it causes them to look back on their life and remember the... Uh, the chaos, a little bit of being a parent with young kids, and yeah. it gives them a so it brings back a lot of memories, but also gives them a great encouragement. Yeah. Uh, it leads us into this Sunday, and our text will be starting Second uh, Peter chapter two. And uh, Stephen, I so appreciate you bringing the word. Uh, last Sunday, you've set us up uh, really just with a fastball right down the plate uh, for dealing with false teachers. Now you've you've talked us, uh, you've reminded us of the truth that we're to anchor ourselves in, the trustworthiness of God's word, uh, the nature of God's word. And now we have a comparison as as Peter introduces us to several of the false teachers that are that have snuck in and crept in among the congregation uh, that he's dealing with and writing to primarily in mind. So we're going to get a, just a host of insights uh, of what it is to be able to to walk after Christ and the danger of being carried along. So we're either being carried along by the Spirit, by His Word, hmm. uh, and with His people, or uh, uh, we need to be aware that there are false teachers who long to carry us along, to carry us off after their own desires and their own wills and their own greedy ways. And, and this text of, of 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 through 10, uh, couldn't be a more appropriate text for the season uh, in, in 21st century. Hmm. Yeah, we certainly want to be aware. We're thankful that um, through the regular rhythms of the church, we are able to identify the truth. And um, as we have people, you know, we have pastors who are laying out this for us. We have elders who are laying out the truth for us. Um, we're grateful that we're indwelt with the Spirit and able to discern on our own as well. But um, yeah, we do want to pray for protection against false teaching and um, thankful with come maturity, we're able to, to help identify that. And it's, it's cool to you know, talking about our children being in the services, being able to hear these things, you know, to hear, hey, watch out for for what could lead you astray. And so um, we want to pray for sensitivity to that as well. Um, Nelsons, thank you for sharing and being able to, being willing to to share with us a little bit about your story and letting us hear a, a bit of your life. Uh, we're thankful for you and for the way that you minister to, to our church body and just the joy of being able to Likewise. share this with you. Yeah, thank thank you all. Yeah. Well, church, we'll see you this Sunday. Uh, we're thankful, and we'll participate in the Lord's Supper. We'll That's participate right. in uh, uh, the, the regular rhythms of, of worship, and uh, it'll be a great time. We'll see you there. See you then.